What the Flux is brought to you by DeLorearental.com. If you're looking to rent a DeLorean time machine, DeLorean Rental has you covered. They have time machines all across the United States, the UK, Germany, France, Italy, and adding more cars daily. Check out all of their packages to see what would best fit your event at DeLorearental.com or call 708-292-0236. Hi everybody, this is Bob Gale, co-creator, co-writer, co-producer of Back to the Future, and you're listening to What the Flux. Live from the former Institute of Future Technology in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to What the Flux. Hey, it's Leah Thompson. What the Flux. Cool name for a podcast. With your hosts, Caitlin Larkin and Eugene Schnee. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, freaks and geeks, welcome to another exciting episode of the only podcast that has $75,000 to purchase a a VHS copy of Back to the Future. I can't even finish the sentence. You couldn't even get through that with a straight face. <laughs> yes, it's the, you were wondering who bought it? Guilty as charged. You wish you <laughs> You wish you could spend 75k on a VHS tape. Oh, it was 70 Oh, I thought it was $75. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yes, it's your favorite podcasters, your flux, your fluxies of the fluxies. It's me, Eugene, as always, with the beautiful and talented spaceman from Pluto herself. Thank you. <laughs> I'm wearing my spaceman from Pluto shirt today. Uh, it's coming soon to a movie near you. Yes. Yes, with Tom Cruise and I believe... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Oh. Oh. Dude. 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 That will be an amazing movie. We'll talk about that later. That's, yeah, a, that's I, a whole new episode yeah, there. Yeah, this isn't a Jurassic Park podcast, unfortunately. Yeah. You saw the movie? I did. And? I know your wife loves dinosaurs. She sure does. Um, so... <laughs> It was entertaining. It was enjoyable. Was it the greatest movie of all time? Not at all. Uh uh. So that's all I'll say about that. I will say this: I had a chance to see the uh, a preview of the Elvis Presley movie. Oh, I'm going that tomorrow. Was so good. I'm going tomorrow, and I know you're a huge Elvis. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I am too. Um, but coming from you, that means a lot. Let me tell you something. That actor, the guy they got for Elvis Presley. Austin Butler. Whew. That guy. I was like, damn, he looked like Elvis. Like, he was moving. See, I like don't him. think he looks like Elvis. Okay, see, here's the thing. Physically, no. He's too skinny, you know, whatever. But just to, when you see him, his mannerism and everything like that, when you see the movie. Yeah. Oh, man, you totally the, forgot. The thing that got me was that. His dialect was really good. He yeah. sounded like Elvis, and I know that he sings all of the earlier stuff. Yep, that was actually his voice. That's actually his voice. You so. know what was fun, though? Huh. I saw the movie with two Elvis impersonators. That's great. <laughs> they were dressed as Elvis in I, the theater. I'm, I'm going tomorrow with Micah, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, nice. Man. What time? Uh, 7.30. Maybe I'll join you guys. Well, I'll tell you later. Tell you. It's not a theater nearby, unfortunately. Oh, then forget it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was cool. It was my, my two buddies, and we were, they were dressed as Elvis and everybody. And, you know, obviously, you know, it's kind of cool. You're watching Elvis with two Elvises near, next to you. Man, I It was a Vegas that. Elvis and a 60s Elvis. I love it. Ah, yeah. We will love oh, it. Oh, my God. No, I'm, re- I'm really excited. I've heard a lot of good things. 
And uh, it's good. And of course, I mean, the only thing is that uh, without trying to get you know too into the whole thing, because this is a Back to the Future podcast, not an Elvis podcast. Um, the Colonel, the way they portray the Colonel, yeah. which is obviously played by the amazing Tom Hanks. Um, as we all know, I always said that the Colonel was Elvis's best and worst thing that ever happened to him. Oh yeah, for sure. And yeah, they portray some of the things. But if you know Elvis's history, you're like, Mm-mm. they got it historically wrong. <laughs> there's some elements that are not necessarily wrong, but they're like. I know that you're gonna over dramatize stuff because exactly. it's a movie. Like remember when you saw Bohemian Rhapsody, right? Yes. <laughs> I, see, I, a lot of people love them, and it's I, amazing. I kept yelling at the screen because I, I mean, it was not historically correct. Correct. But I know you can only do so much in a little window amount of time yeah. in two hours, and that whole ending no. pissed me off. No. I hated it. I yeah. hated it. It's totally inaccurate. It's stupid. And, uh, You're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> the theater told you yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. It was, so. It, so that's one of the things. I, so I, I hope that if, you know, because I know that um, supposedly Michael J. Fox is doing something with a movie about him or like like some if, like if they ever make a movie of, of something like of the history, I hope they get it accurate, historically accurately right. You know what I mean? And that's the thing that really bugs me about these biopics as of recently, like Bohemian Rhapsody and Rocket Man and stuff like that. The people who were there are involved. And the Presley family are involved in this film. And I'm just like, why are you trying to rewrite history in some aspects? I I don't know. I don't know, but it is what it is. It is what it is. And that was five minutes that our listeners will not get back (laughs) because I'm not editing that out. Well, it was an interesting conversation about what movies and everything like that. And that's the thing about it. Current events. Current events. And that's the thing about it, that we love to talk about Back to the Future, obviously. But we like to talk about other things, too, you know, involving our days and everything. Yeah. But we definitely have to talk about two very important things that every Back to the Future fan is talking about. Yes. Which is, first of all, I was in shock that somebody even has a VHS now. (laughs) (laughs) second $75,000 that your buddy uh, Tom Wilson made unbelievable but there's a there's a little catch about that and that's one of the things that we're gonna talk about because people were like you know people stop me on the the street all the time Eugene Eugene I'm like what the hell you want who are you you know (laughs) like it's like why is this, you know why seventy five thousand? There is a catch. There's something that a lot of people I don't know that why. Awesome, re- you're you're gonna teach me because all, all that. I know is that that sold for seventy five k. I didn't no, look no. into it, so I'll tell you. And then the other thing we gotta talk about. How do I say this? Is that it's you singing? Amazing. Oh, he's singing. I wonder why he's singing. I don't know because I wanna be in Broadway. Well, I think we're gonna have a really good chance because we're getting Back to the Future Broadway 2023, and the crowd goes wild. Finally. Yes. Finally. Yes. Folks. Unbelievable. We've been well, talking actually, about no, it. it's believable because we knew that you this knew was coming. It. You knew we knew, it. but we didn't know exactly when. And um, it, it is it. official. The news, uh, actually, as we're recording it, 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 it came out this morning. Yeah. But, yeah. but we're going to talk about that too in our section yes. too because we have two, you know, usually you have your podcast and they talk about just one segment, right? No. Well, we're we're going all over the place. We're going because... all over the place, but we got two segments to talk about today, folks. So whatever Th- you're doing, three if you count the news. 
So if you're in for news? the long, what? You're in we for have the news? long haul. We have news? <laughs> we, we have so much news because we haven't recorded a podcast in over a month. Well, sh- <laughs> well in that case. <clears throat> yes. You see it? You hear that? What's that? I'm putting my suit. Oh, okay. My suit because I, we're going to hear the news in three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> That was a zipper. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Hey, Dr. Stang. This is tomorrow's newspaper. Can I go to the library and look myself up in the old newspaper archive? All right. Back to the future news for this month. You know what? That's what I'm going to say from now on, because I feel like that's how often we're able to get together these days, which hey, I apologize what? We've been working. Everybody's yeah, working. Uh, you know, gas prices, trying, everything. We got to make some money. You know, some. I need a whole lot of money. You know, stripping at the old lady's house is not. It's not as good as it used to be. You know. So, really? No. Nah. That was bringing in a lot of dough for you. It was, man. But now they're paying me in bingo cards, and that shit don't pay the bills. Mm mm. That's no good. No, no good. No, no, no. No, but uh, so all right. I've got lots of Back to the Future birthdays, so if it's cool with you, I'm just going to rattle them off. Like, I'm just going to go for it so that we can get through it. Is that cool with you? That's cool with me. But right, first yes. one, we got to go with the man, the myth, the legend himself. PFG! Sure, but there are other birthdays before him. Well, okay, let's go. All right, let me do my thing, all right? All right. I got you, okay? I got you. All right, so we need to wish a happy birthday to Bob Zemeckis, who uh, turned 70 on May 14th. Woo! Don Fullalove had his 64th birthday on May 16th. Then BFG had his 71st birthday back on May 25th. All right. All hail Leah Thompson. Had her, had her 61st birthday on May 31st. Shh, age, girl. What's wrong with you? She's still <laughs> hot as hell. I, I know. What, you know, mm-hmm. I know, I know. Uh, Ricky Dean Logan turned 55 on June the 1st. He looks good. Yeah, he does. Another good looking dude, Mr. Michael J. Fox. I know that guy. He was in that movie. (laughs) Also turned 61 (laughs) on June the 9th. Michael J. Fox is 61. Yeah. He looks good. Mm -hmm. And then finally, Mr. James Tolkien turned 91 on June 20th. Is it true that he was always bald? I guess so. I've 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 never never seen seen him with hair. (laughs) You know what? If anyone has a picture of him with hair, can you please send it to us? Because this is a very, like, I've never seen him with hair. Yeah, you can send that to whatthefluxpod at gmail.com. And put a note saying, hmm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just like that. (laughs) All right. Next up, in uh, more so local news for us. Oh. There you go. Um. Our girl. I told you she's coming back. Our girl, Leah Thompson. What, 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 what's this thing, our girl? Your boo. That's right. Thank you very much. Whatever. She's coming to visit me. I'm going to punch you. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to be so happy when we go there and she goes, that's my boo. I'm like, fuck, I told you. If, I told oh, my God. Okay. Hold on. Time out for a second. Time out. Mm-hmm. If that really happens, yes. like, because you owe me a found, public apology. We found out that Leah has listened to our podcast, apparently. That's what she told uh, Gordon mm-hmm. when she saw him in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. So if that is the case and yeah. Leah really listens yeah. and if we go up there yeah. and she goes, Eugene, my boo. That's right. You owe me a public apology. I will give you a public apology. That's right. And I will literally just be shocked 
that she listens to our podcast. Like, for real. Like, I'm sure that maybe she's, like, listened to an episode or two here and there. Stop listening to me. But if that really happens, I think I will shit my pants. You you hear this voice? Yes. This is the voice that cures sadness. (laughs) (laughs) I can never take you seriously. (laughs) We don't have any fun doing this, by the no, way. No. Like, like people ask, oh, guys, you know, you haven't been putting out podcasts anymore. Do you, like, not enjoy it? No, we enjoy doing what we do. It's just that we literally have, this, con- you know, issues getting this together. This thing called life. Life gets <laughs> life. in the way. The man. <laughs> I, damn the man. Save the empire. That's right. Anyway, yes, so my boots anyway, coming here. My boots coming here. That's right. She's coming to the Fanboy Expo here that's in right. Orlando from September second to the fourth. Mm-hmm. So if you are in Florida or in the Central Florida area, come to Fanboy Expo. That's it's right. um, it's a smaller con, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. Like when we went last year, we a had a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. Um, so it's a cool smaller con. Yep. And you're gonna get to hang out with Leah Thompson. Um, mm. Hello, totally happening. So I know. Yeah, for sure. Um, I got some news about the musical. I know we're gonna talk more about that in a bit. But um, Cedric Neal, who plays Goldie Wilson and Marvin Berry, it was announced that yeah. he is leaving the musical. I heard. And his last performance will be August fifteenth. So if you are one of our listeners in the UK. And um, you don't want to miss Cedric before he goes. You got to book your tickets for before August 15th Mm -hmm. to see your your boy. That's right. Supposedly I heard that he's one of the big stars. Like he's one of the guys that steals the show. So Yeah, so it's a shame to see him go. But you know what? Probably off to go to explore more things. Yeah, good for him. Because you know what? Mayor. Mayor. <laughs> yeah, um also huge news. So it uh, wasn't that long ago that the um soundtrack to the musical came out on streaming and CD. Mm-mm. Um I still have not listened to me it. Neither. Eugene me has neither. not listened to it. Nope. But if you are a record collector like I am, good news. Good the news. musical is coming out on vinyl on October 21st, which no better day than future day to do that, right? Right. What a coincidence. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, it's a two LP set with a gatefold, and it looks really nice. So I know that I will definitely be ordering one because um, I'm a record collector and I have a problem. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, good. so... Everybody's got their poison. Yes, so definitely get yours. You can pre-order that on Amazon. Speaking of the musical. Yes, more musical news. Um, it has been nominated for three West End Wilma Awards. Did I, did I look up what they are? No, because <laughs> I'm lazy. Um, but, of course, the West End, that's, to, you know, a London thing. So, congratulations. It's just, man, getting nominated for awards left and right. They're winning tons of awards. I'm so stoked that, you know, because it's coming to Broadway, that it will most likely get nominated for a... Tony, 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 Tony. 
And, he, and you know who better say that. Oh, man. Oh, Roger, my boy. When he Roger gets there, it's like, Tony, 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 Tony. <laughs> well, okay, no, I'm going to wait till we talk about the musical <laughs> some more uh, to ask you that question that yeah, I just yeah, thought yeah. of. But um, Write it down. I will. Not. Um, <laughs> so, you and I yeah. are very lucky to live here in Orlando. That is true. Where we're very blessed that literally Universal Studios is in our backyard. That is true. And um, Universal has just been killing it with the Back to the Future stuff lately. Mm-hmm. Um, have you gone and seen the Summer Tribute Store yet? I have, and it's amazing. It's uh, we actually, actually, I was going to talk to you. We should do a show from there. I, I wish we could. I wish that was possible. There is a way. There's a way? There's a way. You well, just, you work your magic, and if you can a, make that happen, you give me a call. There's a way to be creative. You'll see what I mean. We'll talk about that. All right, all because right, Because right. I've, I've gotten a lot of people like, like, hey, like, how is it? Because pictures do not do justice well, to I how put amazing. A, I put up a video on, well, all of our socials on Twitter, yeah, Instagram, you know, and stuff same, like that. Man. No, it's definitely not the same. It's not the same. And that's the thing about it, is that once you're there... It just transports you back to those days when you will go to the movie theater because that's the whole reason. The whole video, mm-hmm. the whole tribute store. It's like you're going to the movies. Yes. And it's amazing from the little things that they did from like the popcorn thing or whatever to go into to get your tickets. And then of course there's a section of Jaws. There's a section <clears throat> um, of our favorite movie, Back to the Future. But it's not just a little. You section. forgot ET. Well, ET too. Yeah. It starts with E.T. and then it goes with Jaws. And yeah, but then, you know uh, why I didn't say E.T.? Because he went home. Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> um, you suck! <laughs> right? Uh, um, no, but the Back to the Future part, when you go there, it's just mesmerizing. Just how they did it. Like, all the little fun facts, all the little things here and there. All the, the from, you know... The, the, the hoverboard signed by the cast to the actual in the table that you have the whole things uh, the thing that Doc Brown yeah did. I'm I'm really fortunate to know a gentleman and I, I won't say his name or anything but he uh, works in that department at Universal where they come up with those concepts it's like the Imagineering department but for Universal okay. and he actually told me about it a few months ago and it was nice. killing me to keep that a secret but he would like send me pictures of it being built and oh my god and to see it in person finished was was pretty cool remarkable it's pretty cool how they did it and the merchandise is just unbelievable the backpack the delorean backpack that with the yeah so um selling like hot kicks man yeah um it's it's just really really cool to see to me personally i think it's really cool to see a lot of like this kid's it's making kids want to see Back to the Future. Yeah. Because a lot of kids, the other day, when I went there, I was just looking around, you know, just taking my time. And when you're walking around, I see these kids asking their dad, what is, what is this movie? And the dad's like, what is it about this car? Blah, blah, blah. Dad, can we watch that movie? And it's like, see, there's still hope for the future. Oh, absolutely. Because and- uh, I, I believe the children are our future. You know, Teach them to, well. And, and let them lead the way. This should be a song. <laughs> that should be. Should. <laughs> that should be a song. <laughs> that should be a song. Wink, wink. <laughs> nudge, nudge. Um, no, it's absolutely wonderful. Yeah. And it's introducing a whole new generation to Back to the Future. Um, yeah. So we're going to do, we're going to, we're going to put our thinking caps on folks. And we're going to try to bring that 
um, that experience to you guys? Because the only thing about this tribute, this tribute stores is that they don't last forever. No. And especially with Halloween Horror Nights coming in the corner, you know it's going to go away soon. It'll be gone by August. So we're going to do something to not, obviously it will never be the same, but we, I have an idea of how we're going to make it feel for you all, all of our fluxies. So that way you guys can at least say, I was there. In a weird way. I'm intrigued to what this idea is. You I, shall see. You shall I guess see. so. <laughs> well, guess what? Universal. We're in, wait, what is it in the horror movies? Wait. It's not over yet. No. Because what else are they bringing? So a few months back. We talked about this. We talked this. about this. Mm-hmm. And um, we heard rumors that there was going to be an escape room based yep. off of Back to the Future. Yep. And the funny thing is they said it was going to be Jaws and Back to the Future. Yeah. But I think maybe somebody got their wires crossed and that was the tribute store. And uh, not necessarily the um, escape rooms. But guys, the rumors are true. Mm-hmm. The Back to the Future escape room is happening. Yep. That's actually, they already had the sign. Yep, they sure do. And it's going to be uh, Jurassic Park. and Yes, it's going to be Jurassic World and Back to the Future. And the best part about this is something that we've kind of played with before on the podcast. It's called The Great Movie Escape. Mm -hmm. And if you've seen the uh, design of this logo, doesn't it look a little bit familiar? (laughs) Don't don't the lettering, the, the, the font... Doesn't that look a little familiar? Just and calling it the Great Movie, movie escape? escape. Yeah, we don't want to say names. No. Movie, right? Oh, you need a sip of water. I know, right? Oh, oh man. Oh, you need, oh, this is this is an amazing water bottle. Yeah, yeah, it it's is. It's the Great Movie. Water. It's the Great Movie water bottle. <laughs> Uh, How funny is that? I'm just saying, I'm not saying they're copying from it. I'm just saying that. But how funny, we we did a whole episode last season about the great Back to the Future ride. If we can make our own Back to the Future ride, what would it be? Mr. Universal. Mr. Universal keeps listening. He's like, you know what he says? What does he say? He's got his little notebook. This is good stuff. This is good stuff. Oh, my God. Okay, (laughs) could you imagine if Mr. Universal is really like an evil Crispin Glover? He is. With, you know, with the hair and... Greasy hair and all. And right now, he's probably peeping Tom and someone. Right? Oh, this is good stuff. This is good stuff, man. This is good stuff. (laughs) So, yeah, Mr. Universal. When are you going to give us our cut? Because seriously, Never. we've been giving you so many ideas here. Right? I feel like, you know, I feel like next time I should, it's like, come on. But whatever. Whatever. Anyway, what else we got? So we also have, um, since we last spoke, we actually have photos of oh, the yeah. new DeLorean. It happened. They yeah, revealed man. what this thing looks like. Yep. And I don't care. <laughs> Do you care? Let me ask. You hear that? Nah. That's the sound of me caring. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that sad though? Eh, it's just like it's just for what? Like we don't need it. It's just. I was really hoping that it would look like the old car, but just kind of be a bit more sleek. Yep. This is like. <clears throat> 
It looks like a Ferrari or, you know, some other, like a Maserati or some other typical basic bitch sports car that has gall wing doors. It just, there's nothing really special about it. No. Oh, well. we'll Maybe we just have to see it in person when it comes out. Maybe that'll change our minds because you and I are not car people. Maybe, uh. Maybe we're not ready for it, but our kids are gonna love it. <laughs> hey, oh. That was good. That was good. You know, you know, Fluxy out there is like, oh, I got, I got that, I got that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else we got? Yeah. So uh, let's skip over that. Um, this is really cool. Uh, props are alive. They do all these great auctions of oh, movie the hoverboard, props. Yeah. Um, Marty McFly's hoverboard from Back to the Future Two mm-hmm. just sold for one hundred and six thousand two hundred and fifty dollars. Um. Yeah, that's a lot of money. That's a hell of a lot of money. <clears throat> that's a that's a little chunk of change. <laughs> yeah, for a for a hoverboard. That's interesting. I wonder who bought it. Like, if it's well, one of our listeners, can you, like, I'm pretty sure message to- us? I'm pretty sure it's Todd. Was it Todd? <laughs> yeah, Todd, you better fess up. <laughs> You're going to let us see it, right, Todd? No. <laughs> no! <laughs> no, he's going to be like the emperor. No, no, no! <laughs> oh, anyway. Anyway. Um, this is actually a pretty big deal right here. Hi, Todd, here. by the way. Oh, yes, hi, Todd. We miss you, <laughs> we miss you. by the way. Um. Anyway, this uh, last piece of news right here is actually a, a pretty huge deal. Oh, yeah. Um, Michael J. Fox is expected to receive an honorary Oscar um, to honor extraordinary distinction and lifetime achievement, exceptional contributions to the state of motion picture arts and sciences mm-hmm. for outstanding service to the Academy. And this is to honor his work in the fight against Parkinson's disease. Well, Our boy's getting an Oscar. I mean... What there's nothing. What can you say about this? It's like it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's an it's a huge honor. He he has such a, an amazing career. From I mean, I've been following Michael J. Fox's career since I mean, I was Teen Wolf, obviously, and every there, from he, amazing movies that he's done from Teen Wolf to obviously the Back to the Future movies to uh, Platoon. People forget that he was in that movie. Um, obviously, my one of my personal favorites was The Frighteners. Sure, I love that movie, but. Also, as a human being, as an amazing, exceptional father, um, an amazing writer, which I have his books. But always, like I said, even after everything that this man has gone through, he still has his sense of humor. Yeah. Like, he still lies about life and everything. And I um, just hate that. Sorry, I didn't mean yeah, to cut you off. No, it's, it's, it's just it's just amazing to see, like, how how amazing of a career do you have? That after all these years, you're still lo- so loved. Like, have you ever even heard anything negative about this? Never. Guy? Nothing. Like, never. I think that will like destroy me if I ever hear something. You know? Yeah. What I mean? Right. <laughs> like, like this just in: Michael J. Fox has no! been accused for being too nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what I was gonna say is that I hate that he hasn't had the opportunity to have that performance. To where he, you know, gets nominated for an Oscar and that but, kind of a thing. See, but I, I love that the Academy is like, we love him so much, he deserves this. But unfortunately, it's not for a performance. But see, that's the thing. This, I think, this is more important because 
like a performance is just a performance, whatever. Mm. But this is for his life. This is for yeah. I mean, and he has won so many awards for his shows from yeah, Spin City. I used to love Spin City. I yeah. thought that show was remarkable. It was really funny. And of course, the other one that everybody knows him from. Um, oh my God, I forgot the name. Family Ties. Yeah, Family Ties, thank you. Um, so he's, honestly, he doesn't need to do anything to prove himself. No, no, no. It's not about proving himself. It's just that, like, that sucks. Yeah, I, you know, because I, I feel like every actor or actress wants to have that moment, you know, where yeah, my performance you. was so good that it got me an Oscar nod. But what would you prefer, an Oscar nod, or being in a movie that is so loved and so respected, and to many, not just Fluxies and Back to the Future fans, but it's the perfect movie. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, yeah, yeah, not yeah. a lot of people I, can I, say that. I totally that. get it. For example. You have actors that have won Oscars. Good for them. Awesome. Do you remember a movie other than, let's say, I'm going to give you, Jeffrey Rush. Give me a movie that, do you remember the movie that he won the Oscar for? Exactly. I couldn't tell you. Do you remember the movie that, so, uh, for example, that this guy, oh my God, I forgot his name. Um, uh, Not Bradley. uh, uh, Marlon Brando, for example. Okay, we know him from The Godfather and things like that. Yeah. And yes, he returned the Oscar. I know that. But my point is that you are, you are, you know, you're in the movie that so many people talk about. We, we, you know, we're talk. We have a podcast because of this movie. Yeah. I mean, in a one way, he's influencing us. He's influencing so many people with this movie. I think that's better, man. It's like, it's like. I call it the Rick Springfield effect. You'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're going to like that. We're back in music because we always talk about music. I remember one time I was watching Rick Springfield on concert. And he played, for those of you that know Rick Springfield, he's, uh, he was, uh, his biggest hit is Jesse's Girl. Yep. And he played Jesse's Girl, and I'm not kidding you, six times. Get out. He played the same song six times. Different ways, of course, but and I thought it was so funny because this guy is playing this song six times, and he goes, "You know what? You guys want to hear this song. You guys love this song, and this song makes me a lot of money, so I'm gonna play it for you guys six times. And you guys, and guess what? The people loved it. People were so happy to hear the same song six times, and that's the point. That you just he made it with that one song." He will always be remembered by that one song. Same thing with Michael. Michael has a little bit of a career, but he will always be remembered as Marty McFly. As that kid that, you know, was driving his little skateboard behind the truck. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I Yeah, no, I totally get where you're coming from, but I just wanted to bring up that point. Like Yeah, I know. I wonder for him as an actor, does that bother him? I mean, I'm sure he's honored no matter what. Because you're getting a freaking Oscar. Yeah. But well, does I mean, that bum him out? I mean, he can't do it. Anymore. He said it himself that he can't you know, physically do No, act he like can't that. act anymore, so. No. But, you know. But we are very proud of him and very happy for him, and yeah. he absolutely deserves this honor. And uh, if Michael wants to come to the show and talk about his Oscar, we'll be more than happy to welcome We'll We'll make some space for him. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Whatever. Thank you so much for those lovely news. So we have, um, we have. I heard we have a letter. We do. We have a letter. Oh my we God. have a letter. Who wrote us a letter? Okay, I really hope that I'm saying this right. 
<laughs> he, he even told me like how to pronounce it, but I'm just like, really? Is that how you say it? You're your own kid. Ruray. 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 That's a Ruray. cool name. See, he's he's from Scotland. Ooh. So I feel like because I'm not saying with a Scottish accent that I'm butchering his name still, even though he told me how to pronounce it. I don't feel like it's right. So Ruri, Ruray. Rory? <laughs> no. Um, I am so sorry. All right. But Ruray says, and the subject line is, this podcast is my density. <gasps> if my calculations are correct, you will receive this just after I finish your latest episode with the dynamic duo of Adam Contras and Don Fololove. <laughs> First of all, what an amazing episode. It was fantastic to hear those two bounce off each other. Their chemistry is outstanding. I hope they join you on the podcast in the future. Secondly, what the flux? How did I not find this podcast sooner? I know. (laughs) (laughs) I've loved every minute of it. I've listened to the podcast every day at work for a few months now in order to catch up, as I've only discovered it in April. He's a newbie. A newbie. You have a wonderful companion when I've been at... Oh, you have been a wonderful companion when I've been at work as I'm a delivery driver and spend a lot of time out on the road, and you have definitely made my days go a lot faster. Nice. So I thank you for that. My Back to the Future love story began at the early age, being born in, oh God, now I feel old, 1999. <laughs> Jeez, Ray. Um... Back to the Future was already well established in pop culture. My first memory of the movies was when I was four, seeing part three on TV on a Saturday night. I truly fell in love with it and then found out there were two more parts that came prior. So, of course, I had to see them. A few years later, my family and I visited Orlando and I got the chance to go on Back to the Future the ride and was blown away by it and it just increased my love of the franchise from then on. Fast forward to 2018, I finally got the chance to sit in a DeLorean time machine at Comic-Con I was attending in Glasgow. Nice. That was one of the happiest days of my life, and then now in 2022, finding your podcast is definitely on par with that day too. Hey. Sorry for the lengthy email, but I was just so excited to finally catch up to date on the podcast and get to email you after all this time. Your friend in time, Ruray. Well, right. We you are cool in our book. You got a badass name. I love it. And God, I hope I'm saying it right. And for the record, her name is Caitlin, so that way everybody can blame her. <laughs> <She's better. laughs> uh, but now we appreciate so much um, the letters and everything because that's you know it's just kind of like it motivates you you know to keep doing this. And so thank you so much. Um, and uh, you know what. He I he I he I he I he I. <laughs> he's a youngin, but he's I. He's a younglin. <laughs> Don't worry, we're not gonna go all Anakin on you. So. Oh God. <laughs> That's up for all the Star Wars nerds. There you go. <laughs> well, we gotta talk about it. Yeah. We gotta talk about we it. We do. Um, um, you uh, you got seventy five thousand dollars. <laughs> I'd be lucky if I had 75 cents. Hey, big spender. <laughs> well, folks, the rumors are true. VHS copy of Back to the Future sells for $75,000. 
setting up a new auction record. Wow. That has never been seen Now, before. this is Tom Wilson's personal copy, correct? Yes. This is his own personal copy, the one that, you know, you and your buddy... <laughs> <laughs> We're friends. We're friends. You got even your friendship bracelet from him, right? Oh my god, I should make one. Yeah, and the next time head. he comes to town. <laughs> oh, that is so happening. That is oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> um anyway, so there is a little bit of a story behind this. Yes, please people, enlighten me. Because people are like, who the hell pays for seventy five thousand dollars for it on you? Yes, it's pretty much a sealed near mint condition. Okay. That's like the best of the best. Like yeah. as a collector, you know, that's like the, the that's like the ultimate because it's never been played, it's never been done anything. So it's kind of interesting whoever purchases who um for the record, it's not me. I know people think like, oh Eugene, what are you doing? It's not me. And it's not Caitlin. <laughs> Definitely not Caitlin. <laughs> um, it was just some random um, person. He's a he's a collector um, that purchased this. Um, so sometimes people go like, you know, that seventy five thousand is a lot of money. Yeah, but when you're a collector and if you do have the money, wouldn't you do it? I mean, I don't know if, if I would do it for a BHS copy. I don't know for that. But here's where it gets interesting. Okay. Because, as you said, the copies were uh, owned by Tom Wilson, who we all know uh, played Biff Tannen, everybody's favorite bully. And when the per- he actually Biff, um, Biff. Uh, oh, uh, don't Tom- call him Biff. That is your first mistake. <laughs> uh, with Tom Wilson, he I remember that he had them originally in eBay. He had yes. the, the copies. He was. I think we talked we about that We did talk one. about this. He was originally had them in eBay, but then he took them out because he was receiving an overwhelming response. I remember. Yeah, wasn't it going for like over a hundred something? Yeah. Or like people. I have I a confession to make. This is my confessions. <laughs> I actually, when the when the VHS copy was at two hundred dollars, I bid two hundred one just for shits and giggles. That's pretty funny. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's 200. I'm just going to bid. Maybe I can win it for 201. So I can say that I bid on that copy. All right. But immediately I got beat. But, you know, whatever. I just did it for like, because I wanted to say I bid on the copy. So that $75,000 VHS could have been mine. (laughs) Yeah, sure. (laughs) Technically. Keep telling yourself that. Technically, it was mine for maybe two hours (laughs) because nobody bid for two hours. All right. (laughs) Anyway. So, um, when the, obviously when that, that happened, um, this is actually a collection. It was, uh, part of Wilson's collection that also included seal. All of these are sealed, never been used copies of grades of VHS types of Back to the Future 2. Okay. Back to the Future 3. And the 1990, the first time the BF, the Back to the Future trilogy set. Okay. All of those are closed, everything. But what made the collection even more special was that Wilson offered to uh, write a note to accompany the tapes, which is very rare. See, this is where it gets interesting. Okay. Tom Wilson actually wrote personal notes about, um, you know, to accompany the tapes, like, you know, maybe like his name and kind of like a fun facts about the tapes and whatever. And he signed them, each of them as well. Okay. 
as we both know, Tom Wilson doesn't exactly sign a lot of Back to the Future stuff. Not unless you pay him money. Exactly. In this case, this guy paid a lot of money. Yeah, he did. Uh, but the fact that he also has notes from Wilson, kind of like telling some... Now, what are the notes were? Nobody knows. It's just things that that's before the, between the collector and Tom Wilson. So that makes it very, very rare. Okay. Because, again, this is a man that does not talk about Back to the Future. This is a man, again, unless you pay him a lot of money. Um, according to the, um, to, the, to the report, a New York-based uh, collector won. For New York, your hometown? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was a bidding war. Like, this was not one, just one random guy that's just stepped up and saved 75000 No, this was going on a big war. Like, and I've been on these in auctions, uh, like, you know, $2. Sure. Like that, like the Micro Machines guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, other, um, other and, and apparently this is causing a big trend in collectors of collecting VHS tapes. Uh, other copies, this is really interesting. I found this very interesting. Other copies that were selling not for $75,000, but they sold pretty high, were the Goonies. Okay. Uh, Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah, for sure. And Joss. Man. Mm-hmm. Like, but they're they're all sealed copies, all right? sealed copies. That's the only way VHS tapes are valuable, is if mm-hmm. they are completely yeah, sealed yeah. in the wrapping. So we need to explain this. Now, don't think, because you have a bunch of used VHS at your home. Yeah, because I'm sorry. Them. I had the whole trilogy on VHS. No, I know no. that my brother had Ghostbusters on VHS. No, no, no. no. That's like, not how it works. Yeah. Apparently, the way it works is that it has to be on, never been played before. It has never been played before. It's completely Not even sealed. opened. Not even open. So that's where it becomes a little hard. Um, and also the fact is that they're very hard to find. Yeah. I mean, when was the last time you've even seen an unused, near mint condition um, Back to the Future copy? Or some of these other movies that we're talking about. I don't about. know that I've ever seen one. Because exactly. we all played our VHSs to death. I mean, if you're an 80s, 90s kid, that's all we did. That's all you did. Before there were DVDs, we played our VHSs till you couldn't play them anymore. That's all you did. And the fact that... Now, here's where the other thing you have to think about. So this guy probably obviously spent $75,000 on this copy and everything, blah, blah, blah. But he's making people talk about this. Not only that, he has personal notes from Tom Wilson that only him and him know. This guy can sell this higher than $75,000 easily. Because there's out there some other collector that might want to have that. Because now now you're causing curiosity. Yeah. Like, oh my God, what are these notes? What are, what? Watch, it probably just says uh, butthead. butthead on it or, you know. Say hi to your mom for me. Oh, my God. That'd be great, though. <laughs> but the thing is, he can get away with that because they're not only done by Tom, but he's the only one who got who has those notes from him. Yeah. Because, obviously, and as a collector, that makes it extremely rare and highly valuable. And that, my friends, is the story of the $75,000 VHS. Thank you. You're welcome. So, here's a question for you and for all the Fluxies out there. If you had... I'm not saying... Okay, let's put it this way. $75,000. Yeah. What copy 
on use i mean obviously i know we could do a lot of things with it, but if let's put ourselves in that place you're in that auction you have all this money to spend what copy of a movie would you have bought and why i think all of us would say like but that's not back to the future because we already use yeah uh, Um, but another one just out of curiosity another movie i got one already but you i wanted to see geez ah i want to say ghostbusters really yeah i don't know i'm it's probably because you were just talking about it but that's like the first thing that comes to my head because my other gut instinct is to go with like the beatles but i feel like are you wait 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 are you thinking as a fan or are you thinking as a collector? I'm thinking as both. Because if you buy Ghostbusters, okay, yeah, there is a fan base. Right. But are you going to be getting that money back? Mm. Well, as a collector, no, because you would keep that in your collection. True. Now, thinking as a Beatles collector... I feel like copies of A Hard Day's Night and Help a Magical Mystery Tour sealed nobody's going to give, you know, a rat's ass about. But for some reason, I feel like an original yellow submarine might catch some eyes, especially if it was still sealed. So, fun fact. um, When Yellow Submarine originally came out on VHS in America, there was a scene from the original theatrical version from the uk that wasn't included oh really really and i had this as a kid we had the vhs and i would play it over and over um but in 1999 they re-released yellow submarine with that bonus scene from england that had never been in america before and now every copy of yellow submarine has that included oh i see where you're going going. Yeah, I think that's what I would do. Okay. To me, I would love if I could get the original Star Wars movies. Oh, true. Oh. You know, if somebody right now is driving, blah. <laughs> <laughs> because... Oh, man. Well, the thing is, so my brother has those on VHS, but of course they're opened and very yeah. well loved because we watched them as kids. As a fan and as a collector, that will be the 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 golden touch like that would be the holy grail if they say why because you can't find them anywhere no like you said you can find like i have them but they're used and everything yeah but to get the original ones and especially i love the fact i love watching star wars i wish i could watch star wars um let me rephrase that i wish i could watch the original trilogy of star wars the way they were meant to be yeah because to me and to a lot of star wars fans that, those movies were perfect. That, that's that's uh, but then I, they sure were. Then Lucas got pre- mad with power and whoa, yeah. and started adding this crap and all that stuff, whatever. And I feel like that kind of killed the magic. It did. It absolutely did. And I would have loved to buy those movies. That that would have been if I had to choose just one, Empire. So that would be my that's my, my really. If it was a Star Wars movie for me, I would choose A New Hope. And to have it in its original format, like well, before I... it even says A New Hope on there, oh, yeah, where yeah. it just says Star Wars. I mean, that would be... No, even, that's, that's the one you get. I just, it's just because I love Empire. That's just my favorite movie. But I, I, I see, again, it, see how the difference is as yeah. a fan, but then as a collector? Yeah, you're right. No, you go for you that go original for that Star Wars. Yep, that's how it is. Ugh. What about you, Fluxies? What movie would you have chosen other than Back to the Future 
you know, and um, let us know. Yeah, it's just uh, out of curiosity. T- tweet us that. Tweet us, tweet uh, us that at tweet, what tweet, the tweet, flux tweet, pod. Tweet, tweet. tweet yeah. us that answer. So let us know about that. The other thing that we need to talk about is the Broadway 2023 Back to the Future the musical. It's happening. It's official. It's really happening. But before we talk about that, I want to talk about my favorite subject. Yes. Myself. Of course. <laughs> because I'm going to be going to London. Oh, yes, my I'm... name is Eugene. I'm going to London. And I get to see the musical. Wait, wait, folks. Hear that. Eugene just gave me the Jack in the Box finger. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. I'm going to London finally. This is a trip that I've been planning for a long time. Um, but finally, it's happening. I'm going to be going there on June 23rd. I'm going to be there. And I'm going to see the play on June 23rd. I'm going to be going with July. some... July. Oh, July, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, July. I'm going to be going there with some friends. I'm going to meet up with some Fluxies and everything like that. We're going to go see it. I'm super excited to see this play. I'm super excited. I'm actually going to see the original cast still. Uh, I'm excited. I mean, Ollie, Roger. I'm going to be seeing... Uh, I'm just a little overwhelmed, to be honest, because I've heard so many great things about this. And as a Back to the Future fan, you you want to love it. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm going as a, broad, as a Broadway fan, as a play fan, you know. Am I, remember, we talked about this once. Yes. Am I loving it because I'm a fan of the movie or am I, I loving it because it's actually a good play? And obviously, yes, it's won so many awards and everything. But now that's coming to Broadway, it's like they say, you're playing now with the big kids. Yep. You know, you're the fact that you're coming here and then you can do that. So I'm I'm so excited to see it. But at the same time, I just don't want it to disappoint me. Like, I'm just like, but I doubt it because so many Back to the Future fans have watched. But see the, see the notice again? Back to the Future fans. Yep. And I've never actually had the chance to talk to someone who is not a Back to the Future fan, but it's a musical fan. Right. And I would, if anyone actually, any Fluxies out here are listening, and obviously you're a old Back to the Future fan, duh. But if you've gone to the play with someone who isn't a Back to the Future That's, fan... I would love to hear that opinion. Because I would love to hear what's the opinion of someone that... And actually, when I go on London, I'm going with a friend, my friend Laura, who's probably listening. Hi, Laura. Um... And uh, who, and she's you know she likes Back to the Future, but she's not a big fan as I. Right. Am. She's going. Uh, she's going as a as a as a because she likes musicals. Mm-hmm. So I'm very intrigued about her opinion. Yeah. Um. I know we asked months ago when we were talking about the musical, um, for somebody to reach out to us if yeah. they know somebody who's just a fan of musicals and not just of back to the future for their opinion um but if maybe now maybe somebody else can think of somebody maybe they've gone to the show with or whatever um have them send us a voice memo uh just a really quick maybe a minute or so long uh just a brief like not a review but just their opinion yeah just a quick like hey i'm not a huge back to the future fan but I really like the musical, or I really didn't yeah. like the musical, you know? Be- because Something like that. Because that's the type of people that you're going to meet in Broadway. Yes. You're going to meet a lot of people like that in Broadway. Yes. Like, I'm going also with Pete. Uh, hi, Pete. Uh, he's been he's watched the, sh- the show, I think, it's like four or five times already, but he's a fan. Right. 
Um, I probably uh, I I message also uh, Mike Mike C. Sure. Uh, but he's seen, but he's a big fan too. Yeah. And again, I was like, okay, I get it, but I want to have the opinion of someone who's not. So I'm excited to see it with Laura. So I'm gonna be uh, uh giving you a full report on that. I'll bring my little pad. And get good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> it's good um, stuff. So talking about Broadway, you know, like we said, Back to the Future the music is gonna be playing with the big kids now. Yep. You know we um. I heard somebody say, well, it's going gonna, it's gonna to do great. Yeah. But the question is not about if it's going to do great. The question is how long is it going to last? Right. Because there are some plays that you see in Broadway that you think, oh, my God, but that was a great play. And then it doesn't last that long. Sure. Um, one of the best examples of Broadway musicals going wrong was the Spider-Man the musical. Oh, Remember my that God. crap? Oh, my God. Um, Freaking uh, U2 doing the music. When you hear the, the... When it's on paper, how could it go wrong? You have the original director from The Lion King the musical directing this. Like... You know how I feel about that lady, because she also directed Across the Universe, and I hate that movie. I know, but to a lot of people... I do not like her. I know you don't like her. <laughs> I know, you have a tattoo that says, I do not like you. Yeah, right across <laughs> my ass. Hey! hey! But um, also, then you have Bono and The Edge from U2. I'm glad like Larry and the other guy was like, oh, we ain't no shit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but honestly, in all paper, you know, you uh, U2 has a big fan base. I mean, they're a really good band. But okay, wow, you got U2 writing the music for Spider-Man, and then you got Spider-Man. Like, how could this go wrong? In every way, way possible, possible. That's how it went wrong. Like insanely bad. Like it's just insane. And it's so funny because I remember, I remember, I went to one of these conventions. And I saw this guy, and he's like, is it really that bad? And the guy's like, look, man, I'll sell you the tape for five bucks. <laughs> 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 and I literally pull out $3. I like, sold. Give me $3. <laughs> and I saw it. It's really that bad. Oh, man. The music is horrible. But the thing is, Back to the Future is not like that. Back to the Future has a huge fan. But they also, the thing is that Back to the Future has a huge fan base in London. So when you come over here... You're going to meet up with some of these toughest critics, some of the... And I'm not saying that some of the London people are, are not tough. They're tough. But Broadway's a whole new ballgame. Like, that's just insane. Like, the type of people... And the fact that they're bringing the original cast here, too, I heard. Did they say that? That's the that rumor. Was my, that was my question. I was like, are they going to that's, come out here? That's the rumor. They're bringing Dude. the original cast. And you know Roger Bard's going to freaking kill it. Ollie's going to kill it. All the cast is going to kill it. But you know it, it, it's it's it. I mean, I can. I have not seen it yet. I'm super excited to see it, and I promise myself that when after I see it, then that's when I will buy the vinyl and the and the, for the music because I just cannot get into the music without seeing it first. Sure, that's just me. So it's gonna be a very interesting phase for the performers, um, for everything. You know. Yeah. I mean, it's, and then obviously the pressure for the the new cast that they're going to be playing in London because now you have all these fans that have pretty much grown to you know are used to this her cast and now you're bringing a bunch of new other people doing this roles as that means so much so, well isn't um the show closing in February didn't we say that 
that it got extended at some point because it was supposed to close this year, but now it's closing sometime next year. That's what I've heard, but because it's still making money, you never know. Okay. It's still making money. Like I'm going... I thought to myself, well, I'm going in July, so it shouldn't be that bad. And like, it's practically sold out. I'm like, damn. And this is a play that's been running for a while now. Yeah. So I am looking very much. I'm so excited to see this. I, I love, see, I love musicals, but I love Back to the Future. So I don't think I will be the best judgment, you know, judgment call for this. I think my friend uh, Laura will be the best for this. And I, I would love to interview her and bring her inside. Yeah, and sure. Um, and also, if any of you guys, like like Caitlin says, if any of you guys know anyone. But what do you think are the key elements for a play to succeed in Broadway? It has to be innovative. Okay. Which this is. This is. The songs have to be catchy. Yes. They have to be good. Because that's what makes a Broadway show. If you go out of that theater and have at least one or two of those songs stuck in your head yep you've done good you've done good and with alan silvestri and glenn ballard i don't think we're gonna have an issue i don't think we will um but i i still i talk to people to new yorkers and you know the first thing they tell me is but how can you make a play out of a movie about time traveling like like how is that interesting like uh, the music and other stuff, and I try to explain. That's what makes it interesting, and though. Is that m- tons of different sets? You've got the '80s, you've got the '50s, like. But then they the say the nostalgia of that, and the things you can do with costuming, and you know, sorry. set design, like, blah, like that. That makes me angry. I, I want yeah. to shake those people and be like, "Of course you can." And, and I also get a lot of the. But wait a minute, you know, don't. They, what are you gonna do with the cards? From what I hear, the cards in the in the play. Yes, it is. So you do get the car. Um, I don't know to what effect. Again, I've never seen it. I don't want never been spoiled about it, so I don't want to even. I have never even read spoilers about this. Can you believe this? After all this, after all this time. But I, another criti- another thing that I hear people from New Yorkers talking about is that not only. Would this want to make me want to watch it again and again? You know, one of the things about right. one of the things that the one of the reasons why Hamilton, you remember the, uh, uh, Hamilton was so popular was because it made people want to go again because of the music. Like the music was so catchy and everything like that. Um, and it was innovative. It was innovative too. What other element do you think needs needs to be to be successful in Broadway? Um, that's all I can really think of off the top of my head. Would you say that it needs to be, um, I don't know if it's original, but it's different. It's absolutely original because the people who wrote it are involved because it is original, an original concept from Bob Gale and this is, you know, he's involved. So, and it's never been done anything like this on Broadway before. Mm-mm. I mean, yes, they've had plays um, about, you know, the 80s. You had, like, what, Rock of Ages. And you've had plays about the 60s when they did the revival of Bye Bye Birdie, which that didn't do well. That which did not do well. blew my mind because that's one of my personal favorite plays. See, that's the problem. Um, you talk, you're looking at us as a fan. Yeah. But I saw that one. 
as a perspective as a musical it wasn't that good but but like fr- originally when it was in the 60s you know when bye bye birdie came out it was super successful so yeah. successful that they turned it into a movie correct um but then when it came out it just didn't hit yeah, for whatever reason, when they revived it, it just didn't go well. But with the whole thing with like Stranger Things, and uh, I mean, right now, what was a uh, Top Gun? Uh, yeah, Mary, which is a really good movie. You know, you had. I feel like that '80s nostalgia. It's there. It's going to. They can use that for their advantage. Yeah. They can definitely use that for their advantage. It's so hard to believe that we're still talking about an '80s movie. <laughs> yeah. But it's true. Yeah, I think they can use that. That I mean, do you saw about that with Kate Bush? With the oh song? my God! She's yes. making so much money out of that. Good song. for her. Good it's for about her. time she got her dues. Cha-ching! Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, so that's pretty amazing. The fact. So, and I do know that one of the things that I do like about this play is it does call about the the race with you know the race fact. Yes. And again, and that's relatable, unfortunately. That is relatable. Um, how how are Americans going to react to that? To that race sure. factor? To where you know, I'm, I'm, like it or not, folks, that was a horrible time in, a, in, a, in our country. And unfortunately, there are still still people that think like that, which is stupid, but whatever. But it's one of those things. Like you know, I find it interesting because I was like. Well, you know, how would Back to the Future address that? In that, you know, with Mayor Goldie Wilson. Which, yep. So that's going to be a very interesting take on that. And of course, we'll, I'm very curious to see how Americans are going to be reacting to the bully. Sure. You know, like, for, like there, there's some elements I feel like, like, I love the British humor. Very dry, very... Yeah, I mean, me too. <laughs> I love it, I love it. I mean, I've, I'm a big... I've always been a big fan of Monty Python, all British plays, everything. But some Americans don't get British humor. Well, this isn't written by Brits. It was written by Americans. Yeah. So... I think it'll be fine. I also. Honestly, that could have been a huge problem for people on the other side of the pond. I never even thought about that before. Like, this is a story that takes place in America, that's written by Americans, and uh, it's done well. It's done well. It's been successful. So I hope that it has the same amount of success here in the U.S. Well, I know for a fact that a lot of people are going to see it. Oh, you, we're going. We're going. We're, we're going. going. We're going. We're going. <laughs> we're going to go kidnap Todd. <laughs> yeah. We'll kidnap Todd and we're we will get, go. Allison, we're letting you know that we're going to kidnap Todd. And she doesn't listen, so it's fine. Uh, no, that's right. <laughs> we'll put it in the back of the car. <laughs> Todd, we're here to kidnap you to go see uh, Back to the Future and Musical. Okay. <laughs> Easiest kidnapping ever. Yes. Well, folks, uh, let us know your notes. Let us know what you think about all the stuff that we've talked about. Let us know if you have $75,000 to spend and you have no idea what to spend it on. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, where can you let us know for that? Yeah, you can send us emails at whatthefluxpod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at whatthefluxpod, as well as Instagram. That's whatthefluxpod underscore pod. And, of course, to support this lovely podcast and keep us going to help us with all of our uh, 
fees and things, uh, please buy a What the Flux uh, t-shirt, Pretty Please with Sugar on Top, and you can do that at whatthefluxpod.com. That's it, folks. And if you have any questions or anything like that, please let us know. Please support uh, your local podcasters, because every time you help a podcaster, an angel gets his wings. Ding! Ding! (laughs) (laughs) Well, folks, that's us for us for now. Uh, Caitlin, any last words? Whether it be the future or the past, we will see you next time. Bye-bye. So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? All right, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to What The Flux. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at WhatTheFlux underscore pod. Please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and give us a five-star rating. And be sure to recommend us to your other time-traveling friends. Hasta la bye-bye!